Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Bird Show. She has a hunch that her man, who she's been married to for five years now, might be messing around based on how bad their Valentine's Day was. And she wants us to figure out if he's messing around or not. Who's got the email? I got the email. All right. She hits us up and says, I've been married for five years. It has definitely been a rocky marriage. It seemed everything was fine until we got married. And then I feel like I've been fighting for our marriage every day. I hate to admit it, but I just get the sense that he isn't happy and he doesn't love me. However, I'm not the kind of person to just give up. I've been trying to be the best wife I can be. Sometimes it seems like he is trying and other times I feel like he just doesn't care. I also, uh, I've also really been wanting to try to start having children. <laughs> and we all know when your relationship's in the crapper, throw kids in the mix. It, it fixes everything. <laughs> oh yeah, baby will save the marriage. I've wanted that for years, but it always seemed like the best thing to do is to wait for things to improve. Well, now things may be worse because on Valentine's Day, he told me he had to work late. It seemed odd, but he was overly apologetic, so I wanted to trust him. We didn't have dinner plans, but I was making something really special at home for us, so I was disappointed. He did come home late with flowers, so it wasn't like he totally blew off, uh, blew me off on Valentine's Day. I had gotten over my disappointment until the other day. I was doing his laundry, and there was a credit card receipt from a rather nice restaurant. Uh-uh. The date was for February 14th, Valentine's Day. Uh-uh. And the night he was supposedly working late. Ew, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I haven't confronted him yet. Can you help me and do War of the Roses? Why? Why? Yes, he's messing Perf around. Perf is in the pudding. <laughs> that was had that Valentine's Day dinner without you. I mean, do you think that this is one of those emails if she's listening to us actually yes. read the email? She's like, oh, my God, of course. I mean, it's coming from within the house. I mean, you got everything that you need in finding that receipt and him telling you that he had to work late unless working late was at that rather nice restaurant. Yeah. I, I doubt that's where the business was being taken care of. Yeah, a War of the Roses feels a little bit like a lot of hubbub for something that I feel like we already have the answer to. Like, you know when you're in therapy and you start talking about a situation and you don't even need the therapist to tell you what to do or how to feel. You right. just come to your own conclusions. Yeah. I feel like that's what just happened with you here. Yeah, I had that ha or have had that happen a lot, like where you're telling your therapist exactly what's going on and then you stop yourself and I'm like, just don't. I mean, I, already, I just figured it out. I kind of feel like this is one of those emails. I'm always shocked by the strength that it takes in order to be in a situation like this where you find a receipt and instead of going directly to your partner, you like actually try to come up with a plot <laughs> to find out all more information. I, yes. I don't have whatever strength that is. Yeah. All right. Look, if she wants us to do this, we can, but I am fairly certain at 90% certainty. And also, who wants to be married to a dumbass? Like, why don't you <laughs> take the receipt from the table? Like, you leave all evidence on said Valentine's Day dinner table. There's no reason to take a receipt with you. Maybe they were two dumbasses who found each other, and yeah. she's like, instead of confronting him, I'm going to go to the Burt Show. Unless he said he had to work late, and it was a business dinner that just happened to be on Valentine's Day 
wherein he would take the receipt because then you write off said business dinner. I think that was a rhetorical question. Who wants to be married to a, a dumbass? Yeah. I don't think anybody wants to, but a lot of people are. Yeah. <laughs> Just I know happens my- sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you don't normally put that like in your Tinder profile <laughs> or your Hinge profile. Looking for a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we can do this, but I think mm-hmm. we're all sort of on the yeah. same boat here. Like, it's going to come up. Yeah, your dude's messing around. All right, Amber, our producer Amber here does not does not want two of her friends going out with each other. Yes. And um, there is a little context behind them. I'm not ready to share all that just yet. But one of those people is, you all met Wesley. He's my best friend. I've known this man for a while. I trust this man with everything. So I protect him as well. Is this the dude that I met at Pink and he was at uh, Bitterball and all that? Oh, you met yeah. You you you're talking about uh, my cousin Chris, but okay. Wesley's a guy with the with the beard and the hair. Yeah, Chris, yeah, Christmas, yeah. Party, Christmas party, Wesley. Christmas party. Yeah, 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 Christmas party. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. And so, uh, one of my family members, I won't say who, I said, "Hey, do me a favor. Do not hit on my best friend because he's gay. Do not hit on my <laughs> best friend. First of all, Wesley is not gay." He is a a huge ally, loves it, but also he's a really good friend, so I don't want you to destroy what we've got by making things more uncomfortable because... As, as he is an ally, nobody wants to get hit on constantly by someone who is, they're not attracted to, whether they're gay or not. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> nobody wants that. And of course, this person ignored me and did it several times. But because Wesley is my best friend, he told me about it. Uh-oh. And so I was furious. You had already <laughs> established to said person, like, hey, he's not gay. Mm hmm. Res- you know, like, just be respectful. There's no need to hit on them. Exactly. I, I don't think there's much to ask. There were like a million men in the world, t- well, more, more than that, obviously, and a lot of them are gay. Go, mm-hmm. go get them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go, go fishing in your gay sea. Leave, <laughs> leave my best friend alone. Well, he's barking mm-hmm. up the wrong tree because there's not gonna, it's not gonna be reciprocated. So, what's the purpose of a gay man hitting on a straight man? Look, well, let, this, let, let me take uh, this from the other side for just one second here, and maybe this is just me saying like I'm just insecure enough to. I don't care if the dude, if there's a dude hitting on me or a woman hitting on me. I don't care. There's no opportunity for me to hook up with a guy. If a gay guy hits on me, for whatever reason, that is more flattering to me than when a woman does. It would not bother me at all. I, I, honestly, Wesley, I can say for a fact, feels the same way that you do. But this particular person is a troubled human being. He does and says a lot of things that just... You kind of want to just, <laughs> if I could just Homer Simpson him, <laughs> just, you know, sometimes. And this is the guy that wants to do the hitting on. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So I asked him not to, and, and the, the premise of the reason it bothered me the most is because, first of all, your family, you know how much, uh, how important Wesley is to me. I do have a lot of, like, associates, but a best friend, I have one, okay? Okay. And I don't want to lose our friendship or make things weird because you don't know how to stop. <laughs> what what is the history with you and his family member to the point where you had you actually had to like ask this oh, like what is man. that is this been a thing? Do you remember the stuff that uh, I, I said that Katie could tell you? Oh yes, it's that guy. Okay. Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait, what's the history? We'll talk about this uh, behind the scenes. We're not ready for this one yet because it just happened for me to go on air. But just, it's that guy. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Some serious stuff. All right. But couldn't you say like, hey, these are both grown men. Mm -hmm. Um, So why even try to intervene? Well, it's not me intervening because once I said don't do it, I thought because we were family, I thought because you cared that you would just... You know, just do this one little thing for me. Just don't hit on my best friend. It's not really asking a lot, uh-huh. you know, but he couldn't even do that. 
So Seemed that, like you wanted to do it more. Yeah, right. yes. After you tried to warn him. Yep. And that is the kind of person that he is. You ask him not to do something, chances are he's going to do it. But I made the mistake of thinking, mm-hmm. oh, well, we're family. You care about me. I know how you move in these streets, but maybe I'm different. So, I and mean, I wasn't. so your lesson here really is I mean, this is, this dude is, is this dude. Mm-hmm. You can't control how he's going to react. No. But you do know this. With your personality profile, you know that if you tell the dude not to do one thing, he's going to do it. Yes. So that's the only thing you can control. So if I'm you, I'm not saying anything. Well, actually, I don't have to because I just cut this person out of my life. We okay. are no longer, we're, yeah, that's, you getting a little idea of that? Yeah. okay. We're no longer even in the same uh, registry of, of life anymore. Okay. So now is no longer an issue. The anxiety of, because let me tell you something, for those of you who are listening, mm-hmm. you don't have to keep dealing with family because they're family. Mm, you can 86 family. Blood is thicker than water, but you can still choke on it, honey. <laughs> <laughs> the Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Taylor Swift's dad might be the next Rocky because he was ready to fight. So Taylor's currently on tour in Australia, and her dad is currently under investigation for allegedly attacking a paparazzi member. So Scott Scott Swift is out with his daughter, Taylor, obviously, and they're walking around at night. They're with her security team, and, of course, the paparazzi find out Taylor Swift is whatever at whatever location they're at. And... I guess they got a little too close to them because you can see in this video that there's a photographer holding a camera and then all of a sudden he gets whacked in the face by somebody. They've all got umbrellas. So you see this umbrella hit the camera. You can hear it go smack and all of a sudden they walk off. Well, now one of the photographers is filing a complaint with the authorities that a man that people are assuming is Scott Swift because they're saying it's a 71-year-old man, Scott Swift, 71, um, is under investigation for, you know, hurting this guy just a little bit, even though there's no on-camera proof. Look, these guys, I am pretty sure, and women, uh, paparazzi, wake up every morning hoping this happens because this is them hitting the lottery. Oh, 100%. So if you go, hit them, they hit the lottery. Right. So go <laughs> ahead, throw out the nastiest comment, get as close as you want, get as close to that elbow. If you get somehow, some way touched by a celebrity or a relative, that's the lottery. Yeah, because he didn't need medical treatment or anything. They actually posted a photo of him of after the incident, and he has like a little bit of a scuff on his face. And, you know, obviously he's the paparazzi, so he's going to over-dramatize it. But there's this hysterical photo going around of Taylor and her dad walking around where Taylor is literally covered up by an umbrella. This is like... A, a trick that a lot of celebs will use so they can't sell paparazzi photos of them. So Taylor's covered up by an umbrella. She's like enclosed in it. And then next to her is Scott giving them the bird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but Taylor currently on, on tour in Australia and there's this really awesome video going around. Um, so this is a big thing in the Swifty community. Taylor revi- uh, did her 1989 world tour uh, video in Australia. And there's this really fun scene where she's singing Blank Space, which is this big song of hers. And she uses this interesting a piece of equipment to be able to say Sydney throughout the blank spaces in the song. So she's singing the song and then you hear Sydney. So all the fans got super excited for her to come to Sydney and perform blank space again. And here's how the audience recreated that iconic moment in the 1989 world tour video. We're 
excited to relive that moment again while she's out here in Australia. Okay, the only person down bad worse than us is probably Zendaya <laughs> because she had to cancel her Good Morning America appearance because she lost her voice. Hello, GMA. Um, I'm so sorry that I can't be there. I've come down with something and I completely lost my voice. Um, but I hope you guys have a beautiful morning and hope you enjoy your part two. Here's the problem with being such a great actress. I don't know that I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think she just left it all out on the red carpet. She was serving too hard during the press tour right? that she gave yeah. it all. She has nothing left to give. Did you see the latest white dress with the cutout in the front and the gold on the bottom Did and that I gorgeous see? hair? Mo and I were texting each other about it last night. Fire. <laughs> no, you were not. No, we were not. not. <laughs> but I did see and it was fire. It was, right? It was. Gosh, you're so stunning. Oh my God, I was dreaming about it. But Zendaya is me and your style icon. Yep. And I'm curious what y'all's would be because Timothy Chalamet was recently asked what his style icon is and he said it might surprise you. My style icon. Right now I'm going to go with Kenny the Jet Smith on Inside the NBA TNT what? because I feel like he is varying style but he's also very bold and confident about when he just wants to rock sneakers with a suit. Random. That shocked me. It's super random but it, it makes sense. He yeah. is a stylish yeah. guy and he does rock the little sneakers in the suit action well. So for you two, it's Zendaya. Yes, one hundred percent. Who would it be for you? I don't know. Um, I'd have to think about that. I, nobody's uh, nobody's <laughs> style really stands out to me. Uh, uh. Like whenever you see a picture, then you're not like, dang. No. Okay. All right. Mine would be like a Matthew McConaughey board shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> Somewhere between Matthew McConaughey and Adam Sandler. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so, <laughs> who couldn't care less. You're on the more comfy side rather yes, than the couture side. For sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So people saw Saltburn and thought, oh, that looks like a good time, whatever's going on there. Let's just try and break into the place. So the owner of the estate where the movie Saltburn ta uh, was taking place says that people have literally been trespassing, trying to get in. He says, you know, I would really prefer all this interest to blow over, because but I can't make it blow over. Uh, he said, I never envisioned the amount of interest there would be. It's quite weird. It's a 700-year-old estate. It's called the Drayton House, and there's people posting videos on TikTok on how to, like, break into it. So, you know, you can see where that iconic graveyard scene went, and, you know, see if there's anything left over from the filming. Did he not see that coming? Like... I, I mean, I don't think you really understand if... If you don't, you never really expect a film to take off in yeah, a pop culture guess, moment yeah. that way. You know what I mean? It would be like light, catching lightning in a bottle. And unfortunately for him, <laughs> it did. So, <laughs> a lead singer allegedly tried to sabotage his bandmate with estrogen so he could steal his fiance. He'll explain what's going down on your next e buzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Look, it might give you single women some comfort knowing that there are dumbasses all over the world. Uh, it's not just our country. <laughs> yeah, apparently you can find a bad guy in the United States <laughs> and a bad guy in Ireland, of all places. Ireland? In Ireland. I'm working on my Irish accent because I'm going to Ireland in September. <laughs> and I have actually been off the apps for almost four weeks at this point. And because we do this segment called Unhinged, where we play the worst voice prompts from people's profiles, I got back on the apps to see what kind of Irish lads were, uh, were getting on there and and giving their worst prompt. So if you don't know what a, a hinge voice prompt is, Kristen is dying over there. I'm sorry. 
Sorry, she, she's I, a, I didn't know if you could hear it. She's I mean, allergic to dumbass. She's allergic. To, she's allergic <laughs> to the segment. So on the uh, on Hinge, you can respond to certain prompts, like a question on your profile, with either text or your voice. And most of the normal people on the app will just write out the text in their response. But some people decide to get a little creative and press the record button and let us hear just how much of a dumbass they are with their own words. I'm just excited because I feel like. They they will not be as bad as the men in the United States because they have one thing going for them, and that's an accent. Yeah, it's easier to digest if they sound sexy. You can say really stupid things, but if you say it with an accent, it takes away some of the stupidity. <laughs> I, don't, I think it depends on what country we're talking about also. I think if you're talking about South America, then that's sexy. But if you're talking about a German accent, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say arguably an Irish accent is one of the least sexy accents you can you find so? in my my opinion, really? it's a little, it, it's giving leprechaun. Like, it's giving, <laughs> it's giving lucky oh, charms. Yeah, and you're short phobic. <laughs> <laughs> so, coming together. so this is in my bottom five accents, but I will say it does make the unhinged, act, or the unhinged prompts a lot more entertaining. So this is unhinged Irish edition. <laughs> So let's get into it. Okay, so when I changed my location to Dublin, which is where the city that I'll be staying on the trip that I'm going on, which, by the way, if you want to join in, uh, I have a Facebook group that you can join where you can come come across the country with a bunch of girls your age and, and tour the country with us. But I wanted to find the most Irish man on the app hinge, and I think I may have found him. Yes, I am Irish. And yes, I can't say the number three. Potatoes. <laughs> He's like, that's all you need oh. to know about me. I'm Irish. I can say the number tree and potatoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> say I couldn't even make out the last word. <laughs> you want to replay it? Yes, I am Irish. And yes, I can't say the number tree. I'm going to need subtitles for this. So the Irish guys are definitely jokesters, and they've got some good dad jokes, but they just have, I guess, better accents with them. I'll put on an accent just for dramatic effect. So a guy walks into a bar, and he's waving a pistol, and he yells, I've got a seven-round magazine and one in the chamber. Now I want to know who's been sleeping with my wife. Guy from the back of the room calls out, "You're gonna need more ammo, mate." Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you couldn't make it out. No, I'm pretty sure there was a Scottish accent. Well, he said he was putting on an accent, oh, so I think yeah. it was an Irish guy putting We're on a Scottish, Scottish accent. God, the layers. Yeah, I have I'm no a... idea what he said. It's just, you know, not a clue. <laughs> that, he basically said his wife has slept with everybody in the bar. Got it. Okay. Yeah, his wife's a hoe. So they're, they're getting around in Ireland and in Scotland. That's maybe that's why he switched the accent. So even though the accents are better, they don't make the dumb jokes sound any funnier. A grasshopper walks into a bar <laughs> and the barman says, we have a drink named after you. And the grasshopper turns out and says, you've got a drink named Steve? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know how you can get a, a drink that's named a grasshopper, like a yeah. grasshopper is the name of a cocktail, and they're like, oh, it's a grasshopper in a bar. We have a dream that's, drink that's named after you. And I guess the grasshopper's name is Steve. So he's like, oh, you got a drink named Steve? Oh. Play it again. It's funny. A grasshopper walks into a bar <laughs> and the barman says, we have a drink named after you. And the grasshopper turns out and says, 
got a drink named Steve. Okay. I just love the fact that he's laughing at his joke before he even tells it. I don't know if it was that funny for him to be laughing that hard at his own joke. He may have had a couple pints before he told the joke. A couple of grasshoppers for sure. A couple of Steve's. I'm not mad at any of these so far. So it shouldn't be a surprise that the culture that gave us the worst spelling of Sean would have a lot of names where I would have no idea how to pronounce them. So every man on here has like one of 10 unpronounceable names that unless you know Gaelic, you're looking at it and you're like, is this English? How do I, how do I speak this? And I would thought that I would be the only person that wouldn't know how to pronounce these because I'm American, but it turns out they need to tutor their own people too. This is this guy explaining how to spell or say his name. It's pronounced Kean, like key in the door, but without the door part. So Kean, not seeing, not Kean. Oh, no, no, it's certainly Kean, not seeing. So then when I came across a guy named Kyle on the apps, I was like, oh, at least I'm going to get this guy's pronunciation correct. But turns out they pronounce it much different, different in Ireland. How to pronounce my name? Tony. I was very confused. I was like, it's Kyle. <laughs> no. So he thought I he was being funny be there. <laughs> they must have better drugs in Ireland. I think so. That is all of the men that I have found that when I go over to Ireland, uh, I can hit them up. And I did a quick Google search for you, Abby. The average height of men in Ireland uh-huh. is five foot nine. Five eight. Oh, no. Oh. I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I will say the, the, trip. the one thing you need. To, <laughs> I'm going to London instead. So I will say, the, if you need to picture how these guys look, every single man in Ireland looks exactly like a character from Peaky Blinders. They uh-huh. all have that exact same yeah. haircut where it looks like they have the newsy boy cap on, but yep. instead it's just their hair. You so. know the dirty Irish pickup line, right? That's usually only used on St. Patrick's Day, but you might hear it in Ireland. What is it? Okay. Uh, are are you from Ireland? No. Because my penis is Dublin. <laughs> I am going to Dublin, so there you go. Dublin, I'm sure like I'm sure I'll hear it a lot. But yeah, if you if you want to come hit on CN with me or Tony, uh, you can join the One Less Only Girl Squad trip to Ireland. Yeah, how's this whole thing working? We really haven't talked about it all that much. Yeah, we, we haven't talked about it at all. So I I mentioned how I wanted to travel abroad for the first time, but I'm a little nervous to go by myself. Not because I'm like afraid I'm going to get kidnapped, although that is definitely a fear. It's a big investment to spend that much money to go overseas and to be the one person to entertain yourself. So I'm like, I am a big believer that like the more the merrier. And as an adult, you don't really get to have those summer camp type experiences where you can go and hang out with a bunch of people your age and experience new things. And I'm like, now as adults, like we should be able to do that more often. So I'm organizing this trip to Dublin with a bunch of girls my age so we can have that summer camp experience, but just on like a much higher level. Like instead of camping and doing kayaks, we're just going to be taking Steve shots with, with Cian and Tony. I love this. Uh, so if a woman wanted to go, how much is it going to cost? Them? A lot of money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say there are, <laughs> there are payment plans and it's not due till June. So if you want to go, you can decide to go now and then save up for the next couple of months. So you how can, much is it? It's a lot of money. How much is it's it? A lot of money, how much is it? It's a lot of money, Bert. It's a lot of money, Bert. I don't know. I don't want to count anybody out. So if you want to go, you can find the link in my bio at the Abby Murphy on but Instagram. But you can save them the money, the time right now about telling them. Bert, this is marketing. This is how you wrap people into going. You don't tell them the cost and then they go and they see how fun it's going to be. They're like, oh my God, five days with Abby drunk on Guinness in Ireland. That looks like that would be worth it. And then they click on the price and they're like, why did I waste my time? Yeah. I- 
I was trying to get people drunk this weekend and sign up for it at our One Less Lonely Girl Squad event, and um, I don't think it works. So. All right, so where do they get the info go for this to, super expensive trip to Ireland? Go, go to Instagram, at the Abby Murphy. Come hang with me and drink beer with me. It is Black History Month, so we're trying to help out in just a little way here. Yeah, we are highlighting black-owned businesses all week, and we have a new one for you today. Black-owned business, put you in the spotlight. First show, gonna have you shining bright. With your name off on the marquee. In the month where we celebrate your history. All right, Andrea Chappelle looking for some help with Black Joy Autism out of Temple, Georgia. Hi, my name is Andrew Chappelle, and I'm the founder of Black Joy Autism. Black Joy Autism created communication cards that depict black and brown children. I started Black Joy Autism when my son was really young, and I could not find any communication cards that had images that looked like him or represented him in any way. So I decided to create them on my own. The cards can be used at home for communicating and as visual schedule reminders, and can also be used as communication aids within the school setting by teachers and counselors. Our goal is to help special needs families and care caregivers reduce the stressors that may be present while communicating with the added feature of black and brown representation that our children can connect with. You can find the cards at blackjoyautism.com. We also have I Am an Autism Mom and I Am an Autism Dad t-shirts. We also have in case of emergency lanyards that contain parental contact information that your child can wear while they are in public. If you'd like to learn more about Black Joy Autism, you can follow us on all social media at Black Joy Autism. Thank you. And if you can't recall all that, we got a link up to it for sure at thebirdshow.com. Hey, y'all. It's Katie here from The Bird Show. Pride unites us all, and so does Atlanta United. That's why I'm giving you the chance to win a spot in The Bird Show's Pride Night Suite in celebration of Pride Month. That's right. Join me and The Bird Show crew on Sunday, June 2nd, as Atlanta United takes on the fierce rival, Charlotte FC, with kickoff at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We need to beat Charlotte, so we will be loud and proud. Believe that. Oh, and by the way, did I mention Atlanta United is giving away a one-of-a-kind pride-inspired towel, plus a $5 donation to Lost and Found Youth, an Atlanta-based nonprofit that provides services to the LGBTQ plus youth, which is included with your Pride Night ticket pack. Remember, to enter for your chance to win a spot in the Bird Show's Pride Night Suite, head over to thebirdshow.com. To guarantee your tickets and Pride towel, go to atlutd.com and click the promotional packs tab for more details. Can't wait to see you all there June 2nd at 4.30 p.m. Together, we are Atlanta. Atlanta United. See you there. Get it. The Bird Show. Guessing I've said three dozen times on this show that it takes a lot, a lot to insult me. But it happened in Disney World. (laughs) 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 On Bird's Big Adventure, it certainly did. I have never. I was shooketh, floored, jaw dropped. (laughs) Wow. That took some cojones to come up and say that. Oh, you witnessed it. I did not witness it. Just listening to Abby tell the story of what happened to her in the park, I was like, wow. I've had 48 hours to chew on it. So I'm trying not to be insulted and be more empathetic about it. So from a mother's standpoint, Uh I understand why she feels the way she does. Because you love your child, you want the best for your child. 
However, taking it that next step and actually going up to somebody who works for the organization and saying out loud what you feel, that took a next level. While you're on the trip. While we're on the trip. Okay, so Abby, fill us all in. Yeah, Kristen, I was like, leave me out of this. I had no part in this. So (laughs) I was absolutely gagged in the line for a ride called Everest at Disney. We're at Disney's Animal Kingdom. It is our second park day of the trip. And I'm really excited because it's like the first hour we're there and everyone still has energy Everyone just had breakfast. Mm-hmm. We're ready to go on the big ride at Animal Kingdom. And I'm with my family and I'm, I'm with, with a couple other Burt's Big Adventure staff members. And we're getting ready to get on the line. We're in the fast pass lane to get on. And by the way, Abby's family and I think my family were there together. But you guys were on the ride and I was just across from the ride. So I wasn't with the same group of people you were with, but with Burt's Big Adventure families nonetheless, maybe a hundred feet from her. Yes. So we're in line. We're getting ready to go on it. And all of a sudden I hear, is Burt here? And I turn around and it's this woman and her son, her adult son. And me and another Burt's Big Adventure staff member turned to her and we go, well, he's here, but he's not like here. You know, we're kind of like joking where they're like, we've all got our Burt's Big Adventure shirts on. He's somewhere, but we're about to get on this ride. And that somewhere is 100 feet away. (laughs) (laughs) Were you and I over there getting a little bit sick because we had just ridden the ride? That's exactly where we were. (laughs) Like you were wiping the sweat off of my neck. (laughs) Because for whatever reason, reason, every hit different this year for Kristen and I. Yes, it did. It was not your morning. So she's bent over. She's comforting me. I'm comforting her. We're trying to hold it together, right? I'm I'm in line having an altercation with this woman. So she turns to me and she just goes, well, I hate Bert. And I'm I'm waiting for the punchline because I'm thinking, no one hates Bert. She's about to like, you know, give a sarcastic comment about how he loves the Chargers and she (laughs) loves whoever the Chargers rival is. I don't know. And she just stares at us and just just holds her line. And I go, oh, do you now? (laughs) And she goes, yeah, and points to her grown adult son behind her and says, 10 years back, I applied for my son to go on Burt's Big Adventure, and he got denied. And I have this neighbor who also has a child with chronic and terminal illnesses, and they also got denied. So I don't like him. And I just turn to the Burt's Big Adventure staff member, and I'm like, what are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid. I think this woman might actually do something. It's Abby's first trip, her first trip. So at first when uh, I had heard about it, I got really insulted by it. I was like angry. Like, I wish I, I wish you would have said something. I wish I would have found her. Uh, and then I started to think about you just never know what somebody is going through. Who knows what her journey was like with her son 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe she got a diagnosis like so many of our parents do that your kid's not going to be around in six months, um, which I would find a Hard to believe that we didn't choose a child who was in that much need because usually when that happens, they're on no matter what, right? So I don't know what her situation was or her son's situation. All I could think of was that in the moment and seeing the Burt's Big Adventure staff and the families through the park sparked that like disappointment in her and fear in her 10 years ago. And she didn't handle herself real well in the park. So I'm trying to look at it through empathetic eyes because it must have been a very stressful time in her life. Yeah, and so when when Abby first told me the story, again, I was like, wow, <laughs> wow, like that 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 is an interesting way to handle that situation. 
And then um, looking at it from a mother's vantage point and a mother's perspective. So ever since I became a mom, the trip has a whole, a completely different feel, right? It's just different. And so as a mom, you want the absolute best for your child. And if you have a child that has a chronic or terminal illness, I think you take that even to the nth degree. So, you know, I honestly, I'm like, you know what? I, I don't blame her for being mad at Bert or, I mean, I think that's misplaced because Bert isn't like the keeper of the key to Disney. Like he doesn't, it's not him solely that decides who goes on the trip. We yeah, there's staff. a lot of people to hate. Yeah. <laughs> Spread that hate around a little bit. Um, you you should hate Molly also. You need to hate Molly. You yep. need to hate Dr. Tom. You need to hate Dr. Michelle. Yep. You need to hate Nurse Lisa. You need to hate the entire board. Yeah, hate but, us all. Don't hate me. I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did have to deal with it. <laughs> so, you know, I, I like from a, from like mom to mom, I, I yeah. get why she would like have like, you know, ill feeling toward the organization because her son wasn't, we don't decline. We just did not select her son. Um, there must have been other families that were of, of a higher need to go on the trip. So and I'm I, sure she knows this. I'm sure she, she knows this too. Does, right. So, you know, from that, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I know. I, she's entitled to her opinion. I actually, I kind of get it from a mom standpoint. <laughs> you get her hate for me, huh? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I understand yours. You're next to me every day for 12 years. I've hated him once or twice myself too. I understand. But for me, it was like to, to cross that line of coming up to a staff member. If it had just been a staff member, okay. But Abby was with a family. The right. families were there. And the families noticed, too, because the mom that I was with was like, are you going to tell Bert? And I was like, this is, Bert, Bert, Bert hears us all the time. Like, we're on the internet. No, he no. doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, He's I'm, today. I'm honestly a little like. Every day somebody tells Bert that they hate him. He's used to this. He'll be fine. Should, no, you should take that as a compliment because it just seems like everything kind of brushes off your back. And I'm like, yeah, we can say something, but I think he's going to be fine. But here's the thing. We were in the line and we were kind of like, I think this woman really has like has really held on to this grudge because yeah. isn't it a, kind of a weird coincidence that she's in in the same park that we are on Bert's Big Adventure on the exact same weekend like very suspicious that she's also here and she even told me while we were in line she's like well I had to move to Orlando to be able to take him to Disney I'm like you were committed that much to right yeah yeah okay it was a little unhinged right I, I you know this is common sense I think that we get a lot of applications for Bert's Big Adventure and the way that Bert's Big Adventure is designed, as I've said many, many, many times, and I'm very proud of. In fact, I found out other organizations that are doing our trip have adopted our philosophy on keeping it small. Oh, nice. Um, so we only take 12 or 13 families every year. Clearly, we get a lot more applications than that. So I wish we could take all the families, but it would, again, lose that intimacy. And that was the key word for me this year on our trip is intimacy. I like only having 13 families. It would dilute the connection that we're able to build and the bonds we're able to form with the families while we're there. And I'm absolutely sure if she was listening back then and she was sincerely a P1 and applied, she knows that. But... Who knows what triggered her when she was in the park and she saw all those and there she was with her son. It might have brought her back 10 years and it would be the only opportunity that she would have to really feel like this message is going to get back to me. So she took it, you know, um, but like Kristen said, I, I, at first I was mad and mm -hmm. then I kind of understand it. Yeah, it, the whole like like it just kind of sunk in. The whole scene. So, um, happy first first big adventure, Abby. We almost got in a fight. <laughs> the Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Love makes you do crazy things, man. Like move across the country, deal with their cats, even though you're allergic. 
or sabotage their relationship by sneaking some estrogen into their fiance's protein shake. So there's this band called Lorona, and they have fired their singer because he was secretly dosing another member with estrogen so he could force a, quote, transition and steal his fiance. This is crazy town. That is insanity. Yep. So this, this announcement came on Sunday. They announced they were parting ways with their singer. His name is Diego because he allegedly was dosing this guy named Six's protein shake with some estrogen. So, uh, so Six has a fiance. Her name is Caroline. And I guess Diego had the hots for Caroline. Diego has some kind of job in the fitness industry and was giving six all these pre-workout formulas, but secretly loading it up with a bunch of estrogen. The band is saying that he was, quote, attempting to force a transition onto him for the last five months in hopes that it would give him the opportunity to swoop in once he looked stronger and more manly in comparison. That is bananas. Yep. So now six is spending thousands of dollars in medical bills trying to figure out what's wrong with them. He's going to go see an endocrinologist just to try and get his hormone levels back to normal. Damn. I want to know how um, the dude that was slipping the estrogen got busted. Like how they had the, all of this come to light. Well, because he was having all of these issues. So he started seeing doctors being like, what's going on with me? And I guess through that, that's how they found it out. But the, all this announcements, all these announcements just came out this weekend. So these are all the details that we know so far. So we don't even know how long he got away with it. For f- for five months, this is what oh, wow. what he's been dealing with. So he got to a B cup and he's like, something's wrong. <laughs> Wait a second. Just busted out of my training bra. Something's up. Yeah, I ain't bench-pressing that much. Something going on. All right, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are finally revealing why they broke up in 2003. So they were obviously planning this massive wedding. They said they had 14 ushers and bridesmaids. And three days before they were supposed to get married, they said that they just crumbled under the pressure. Jennifer Lopez says, for all those years, it was really hard because I didn't just feel like I lost the love of my life. I felt like I lost the best friend that I ever had had and I couldn't talk for so many years and that was the hardest part. So Ben's saying a lot of the pressure came from just all the paparazzi scrutiny and people wanting to know what was going on in their life and that was one of the reasons that they ended up breaking up. Uh, She said she was super angry at Ben for a while and it ended up being a good thing because they were able to have like some time to be able to go and discover themselves and develop themselves emotionally so that you can come out on the other side a little bit better than you were before. Yeah, I think they're both in their 50s now when they got married, right? So when that kind of thing happens when you're younger, um, it, it's a totally different ball game. And now I think that they realize like, you know what, that stuff's not... We're not going to let that get to our marriage. It's been no problem. Yeah, and I love that they finally went through with the marriage because I think in relationships, I think you get one breakup because I have all these friends that, you know, you're in and out of this relationship and you're going back and forth. I think you get one really good breakup to figure out what went wrong and then come back together. (laughs) And then after that, you either have to be end game or you are done with each other. I try to never say never, but I genuinely don't think I could ever go back to somebody after breaking up with them. Really? I don't think I could do it. Never done it before? Nope. I feel like once that door is closed, that door is closed for a reason. Well, you're also at an age, like you're in your late 30s, so y- you know yourself a little bit more. Whereas I feel like when Ben and Jen were together, they were in their 20s, right? So, I mean, this was like years back. So I, I think you- when you're kind of figuring yourself out at that age, uh, there's so much change that can go on. Whereas like once you're older, I feel like once mm-hmm. you break up, like it's done. Or if I get desperate enough. Or if you get desperate the enough. Bar- <laughs> the bar can only get so low. Exactly. <laughs> you got to go back. 100%. <laughs> All right, Drake wants to free Tory Lanez even though he's been convicted of shooting Megan Thee Stallion. So a lot of people are giving him, giving him some flack for this. So Drake posted a photo of Tory Lanez on social media yesterday and he captioned it, 
3U, which is apparently a slang term for free you. And the number three represents open handcuffs. So he's apparently like sided with him for a long time, even though Megan literally posted photos of what happened after the incident of what happened to her foot when Tori shot her because that's what he's been convicted of. Um, so apparently Drake and Nicki Minaj have both sided with him, which I think is crazy. Well, Drake and Nicki are part of the club who feel like they are holes in Megan's story. So I don't know that they fully believe her. But I also think Drake might have something personal with Megan because he's taken shots at her before and he seems to always kind of be in the headlines for poking at her story. So I, I don't know if this is something that's personal behind the scenes and Drake is just utilizing his ability to talk about it. But everything he has as accomplished as he is, right? In his own right. Why interject yourself into somebody else's drama? He's petty. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, he's I think that's kid it. petty. He's that petty. Like, yeah, no seriously? Matter. Yeah, seriously. You have all that money. You have, like, you have your own stuff. Like, worry about yourself. Why are you inserting yourself into somebody else's drama like that? You would think. But that man take attention any way he could get it, no matter how much he get. <laughs> For more stories, head to The Burt Show podcast on your favorite listening platform. The Burt Show. As I understand it, with any healthy relationship, they are built on compromise. One person's compromising, the other one's happy, then it goes back and forth like that, right? So what if the compromise means that one person in the relationship pretty much has to give up their life for the other person's dream? Now you got problems. That's what our email's about here. Dear Bird Show, I need your help. I have my dream job, my career job in the palm of my hands. My dream job is to be in law enforcement. The job that I am currently at pays decent, but in order to make the move to my dream job, some sacrifices have to be made. My wife would have to quit her job to stay at home to be with the kids. We're not financially stable yet, but we are working on it. In four months, my daughter will have her first birthday. My mother-in-law is living with us, and she complains every time we ask her to watch the kids. So that is why my wife would have to quit her job. I want to take the job, but I feel like the right thing is to be responsible and let my dream job slip away. Please, Bert Joe. I need your help <laughs> on what to do. Sincerely confused. Way to, way to hit that all caps, babe. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if you guys want to play therapist here, one eight five five Bircho. This one's tricky here because I'm just looking into the future here, and the opportunity for resentment is high on one end or the other here. Mm. So here he starts like if he gives up this. Uh, this dream job of his, and he holds resentment. But if she has to give up everything that she's done, then she holds resentment. I, I don't know how you compromise in a situation like this. I know it's tough. And here's the thing. I think this is just going to involve an adult conversation. And we were talking about this last week after the show. I'm like, sometimes I feel like the emails that we get are just kind of like, should I have an adult conversation with this person <laughs> in my life or not? And I think you just need to sit down and really see if you can come to an agreement, an agreement on if this is going to be the best thing for y'all's relationship and your life together. I think that's the hard part about when you merge your life with someone is these decisions that you make, they don't just affect you anymore. And when you're moving forward in life and you're building something together, those decisions can't just be made on your own. So I think you should just sit down and have a little chit chat with her and come to a conclusion. Yeah, this this is tough. I mean, dream jobs don't come by every day. Uh, as far as I know about law enforcement, it's pretty drawn out what the first like five years are going to look like for you as far as what the promotions will look like and how you will go into it. So I would try to find a way to where maybe she doesn't have to quit, but maybe figure out a different situation to where I can 
at least build enough money for us to be financially stable. And if you can do that, then I think you come up with a plan together to make it work. But if your wife doesn't want to quit her job, I don't I don't think you force her to do that so you can find your way. I also want to like we don't we have minimal details here. Um, and so I don't know, you know, the circumstances of having your mother in law live with you and if there's any medical issues there. But the fact that she complains, she lives with you and complains every time she has to watch your kids or that you ask her to watch your kids. You got a, you got a doozy in your hands there. <laughs> um, but like, you know, Bart, my husband sacrificed where he was living to move with me so I could pursue my career. And while there was a little bit of a struggle as far as him feeling um, worthy because he wasn't bringing as much to the table financially, but we, we you know, we got over that hurdle like around the year seven or eight. Um, I, I, I can say he, he harbors no resentment. Um, this is a decision we made together as a couple and it has worked out for us. And now we're starting to do a little more of a shift so he can start doing this. Some of, some of the things that he's wanted to do when it comes to real estate investment. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I do, I feel like relationships are full of compromise and sacrifice. And as long as you're on the same page and can keep your egos and emotions in check and not harbor that resentment, then yeah, dude, go for it, man. Get your mother-in-law to step up. Mercedes, good morning. You're part of the Bird Show. Hi. Hi. I actually completely agree. Like, if his wife knows him the way she should, because that's her husband, that she should be able to be like, you know, I'll take this sacrifice for our family and be there for our family so you can achieve your dreams, because that's what you're supposed to do. It's help build up each other. And, like, that's what relationships is really about, like, taking those compromises to make life better for each other. Like, Who's to say that she doesn't go back to work in like six months, a year or whatever, because he does so good at his job. He gets moved up. Like, it doesn't have to be permanent. That's a good point. Appreciate you calling. And here's Danielle. Good morning. You're part of the Burt Show. You got one dude that wants his dream job. But if he does that, wife has to sacrifice everything. So what do you do? Okay. So me and my husband were in a similar situation about 10 years ago. And I had to give up my dream job so he could pursue his. We had a newborn baby. And, I mean, it worked out for the best. Yeah, we were, we had to live with the in-laws for a little bit. But now we have our own house, the truck. I've been able to be a stay-at-home mom with our son and really focus on my career now, which I do have my dream job now. I get to work from home. But... You know, it's all about making sacrifices for each other. And, yeah, it might be hard at the beginning, but the end result is so amazing. Appreciate you calling. Thank you. It's the Burt Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Burt Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Burt Show.